Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial future. My friends, I've got a question for you, and I don't have the answer. Which is more important, knowing that you've made a good, solid, long-term decision that is going to best your family for the rest of your life? It's going to lead to a future of unbelievable security, financial security, and wealth. Or is it better that you've made a short-term decision that just knocked it out of the park? Which one's better? I don't have an answer. But today I'm sitting here like a little kid in a candy shop, thrilled and excited to know that I hit both of them. I hit them both, and I have them both. And, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years, and I sure wish I could say you were sitting here right next to me on this bench, and we were on a team that has just blown it away and that all of you were winners, too. I have many, many people on this bench, many, many winners that have made both the good long-term decision and hit a couple of them out of the park. So today I've got a story that really started yesterday. Uh, the genesis for the story started yesterday. And I found out something yesterday that unusually and this is kind of unusual, blew me away. Now, you realize I've been teaching this stuff for 30 years. I've been doing it for 30 years. I pretty much have my arms around this stuff. And yet, yesterday, something happened that just blew my hair back. You know, what little's left in this head, it blew it back hard. Eyebrows, face, it was like, you know, a giant, you know, air hose blowing my mouth open and I couldn't close it. It was just that freaky of a look on my face when my CPA sent over my write-offs for 2019. It blew me away. It was unbelievable. And you have to understand that the write-offs for 2019 were based on a decision back in 2018 when I was screaming at you from the hospital bed, telling you, buy real estate, buy real estate buy real estate. I was screaming at you that Trump was changing the tax laws and that real estate was going to make 
earning tax-free income, which was already incredibly easy to do with the tax laws the way they were, they were going to accelerate it. They were going to blow it away even more. They were going to make it unbelievable. So I went out and I bought an apartment complex. December 2018, while in the hospital. Hmm. You know, you look back in life, you say, well, there's just never enough time to get anything done. There was never enough time to do it when I was in the hospital, getting uh, my colon removed. There was never enough time when I was walking around with a colostomy sack. There was never enough time when I had to go back in the hospital for another six weeks and had a complication to the operation of the colostomy reversal and got sick as can be. There's never enough time when I got out of that and had to recover and rehab myself to even be able to walk. There's never enough time to do anything when I broke my left leg and then eventually tore my plantar fasciitis on my right foot. So which put me in a situation where I basically couldn't move. Uh, I was in crutches and I was in wheelchairs and I had casts on both legs, one on the leg, one on the foot. And there was nothing I could do. And yet there was nothing I could do except let somebody else operate this apartment complex and continue to, to be involved, be a part of the business, and stay involved. And then as I got to where I could walk again, we took control back over the apartment complex. And we're right now changing software. So we're in this situation where we're changing software. And so we gotta take all the data out of one set of software programs and put it into another software program. And I'm up there with my CFO and we're, we're going through this and we've come across these numbers. There we go, hmm. Last year we did a cost segregation report, sent it to the CPA, CPA did the tax return, sent us the cost segs, they sent the, the numbers to the um, management company to put in the, into the financials. And so now we were trying to dissect all that and walk it back and figure out what they actually put in and why and where it should go and how we were going to account for it. And as I sat there and we called my CPA and said, could you send it over to us? I'm going to share with you something right now that's private, but you know, 30 years I've been giving you a lot of private stuff. And I'm going to give it to you under this confines. This is the stuff, part of the stuff I will use to file my tax return this year uh, for 2019. Not all of it. This is the information from one apartment complex only. And I want you to see what one decision made while I was in the hospital will do for me and my family, right? Do for us. And I want you to understand that this decision was made under the most incredible duress possible. Do you really think I wanted to go out and buy a $23 million property? in my own name, or it's not in my name, it's an LLC, and put up my own money and take all that risk myself and, you know, do it, do the whole thing. Do you think I really wanted to do that? Well, the answer is yes and no. Yes, I wanted it in my life, but by God, it was scary. And by God, it was a lot of work. And by gosh, I was in the hospital and I was weak and I was broken, broken human being. But I did it. As a broken human being, it didn't take a lot of strength to stroke a pen. Got my friends rallied, my friends rallied, my business acquaintances, my wife got in there, and we took over. 
and we attacked this thing and got it done. Thanks to all the people who helped us, by the way. Anybody who's listening to this, you were part of helping us do the due diligence and all the stuff that we did to get ready to take it over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I was ill. I was sick at the time. And yet people were there helping me. That's what Lifestyles is all about. So now I benefit. So we come out the other end and we benefit. But it's now, this is what? This is 2020. This is February of 2020. And I'm just now looking back and understanding what I did in December of 2018. So in 2018, when I bought this thing, I only owned it for one month. And the first year, the write-off for owning this thing for one month, my write-off, all right, my deduction I got to take off my income was $227,782. I'm reading you a number off a piece of paper because, look, I, I don't want anybody to say that I, I made this stuff up. I'm, you know, I'm lying to you. I'm not telling you how it fit into my tax return or whatever. I'm just telling you this is a number on a piece of paper. In December of 2018, for year of 2018, I took a deduction of $227,782. Now, if you figure I'm in the 40% tax bracket, 40% of $220,000 is 80,000 bucks. Something like that, 80, 90,000, all right? So there's about a $90,000 re return on my tax return, if you know done that way. And that year I had a massive, massive refund, way in excess of that, I'll share that with you. Um, because of all the other real estate that I own, all the other businesses I own. But now here's the one I want you to sit down for, and if you're driving, please don't drive off the road when you hear this. It's going to probably blow you away. I asked my CPA, can I get the one we're going to use for this year, for 2019? I haven't done my tax return yet. I probably won't get it over there to you in a couple weeks. But I'd just like to kind of preview what we're going to write off. And the preliminary... The preliminary, have you, right? The preliminary, $2,041,094. Did you hear that? That means the first $2,041,000 I earn in 2019 is tax-free. And that's just one of the five apartment complexes. There's six apartment complexes that I own right now. Wow, think about that. Can you imagine the government set it up so that it's possible for an individual to make $2 million tax-free? The first $2 million is tax-free. If you make more of that, you're going to have to pay some taxes on it. Now, that's with the reductions or deductions of just one property. We've got other properties. But all in all, thank you. Thank you, America for making it possible. Say, well, Dell, you did something that we couldn't do. What is that? And there it comes and brings about the big decision. There, there's the knock it out of the park decision, right? When we come back, we're gonna talk about the big decisions, the one that changes your life forever. We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show.
Begin your path to retirement at the country's largest wealth and passive income expo, February 27th, 28th, and 29th. Gain one-on-one access to realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndicators, and trade professionals. Use promo code EXPO50 and get in for just $47. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Wamsley. Use promo code EXPO50 to get your Expo Pass for just $47 at wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. The largest multifamily bus tour in the country is coming to Houston, Texas, Friday, February 28th. Join Dell Wamsley, national radio host, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, and his top team of investors, realtors, and expert educators. Ride your way to triple-digit returns. Go to multifamilymasterstour.com now. Gain one-on-one access to industry experts, realtors, lenders, property managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndicators, and trade professionals. Get the only bus ticket worth millions now at multifamilymasterstour.com. The largest wealth and passive income expo in the country is happening February 27th, 28th, and 29th. Join thousands of top investors and expert educators. Pick from topics like passive income, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, and finding, fixing, and funding houses and apartments. Get your path to retirement in just one day. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Gain one-on-one access to hundreds of industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndicators, and trade professionals. Use promo code EXPO50 and get in for just $47. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Wamsley. Use promo code EXPO50 to get your Expo Pass for just $47 at wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Use promo code EXPO50, wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com, wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're just excited as can be talking to you about the concept of hitting one out of the park, just a tremendous transaction that just changed your life immediately. Boom, big, giant change. And also the big, giant success of making the right decision of where to invest for your whole life. And so I look at people out there that invest in the stock market. I did it when I was young. And I did it and did it and did it and did it until I lost a lot of money at it. Once I lost a lot of money at it, I created rule number one in my life. Rule one, never lose money. And from that point on, I never went back to anything where somebody else would take my money and lose it and not give it back to me. Everything I own today, I own. I can get it. I have it. I have control of it. And it is making me money. Rule number two, there must be cash flow. If my money is not making me money, it's not any good to me. Rule number three, you can't get rich slow. And boom, Think about this. Think about a million dollar tax, a two million dollar tax deduction in one year out of one property. I mean, that in and of itself alone, two million dollars at 40% tax returns and $800,000 tax savings. Would you like to have an extra 800 grand in your pocket? Right? An extra 800 grand in your pocket because you made a decision, a right decision to buy real estate. And you did it when you were sick in the hospital. When everybody else was saying, oh my gosh, get well. You're saying, get well. No, I got to get rich. I get successful. I got to take care of my family's future, especially if I was going to die. I was leaving something great to have, right? 
So what is this great long-term decision that we need to be looking at? And that is owning real estate. And uh, I've looked, pulled up some articles today I was going to use because I got into this story where I didn't know if I should tell the beginning of the story first, the end of the story first, or the middle of the story first. You've seen TV shows where they start at the end and then bring you back around, or they start in the middle and take you to front and back and go up forward and backwards. That's kind of the way I feel about this. I can't, I'm so excited about all this material, I don't know which way to go next. But the way I'm going to go next is talk to you about real estate and why real estate is the soundest investment out there today. It has been for the 30 years I've been doing it, but let's talk about why. Because when I first started buying real estate, you could buy a house for 25,000 bucks a piece. Now, you can't buy a house for less than $100,000. You're talking about the median price in the area that we live in here in the Houston area is like $240,000 a house. That's the median. 10 years ago, in fact, I got some, da- I got some data here. It said 10 years ago, you could buy a house if you earned $30,000 a year. Today, you can't afford to buy a house even if you make 56, I'm sorry, $75,000 a year. The cost of housing has gone skyrocketing, just blowing away, just keeps going up and up and up and up. And what's happening, folks, is two things happened at the same time, maybe three or four, all happened at the same time. And let's talk about them all, throw them all out there on the table, let them roll around like marbles, because it really doesn't matter which one is making the difference. They're all out there. And that is this. One, you can't build this stuff anymore for cheap. Why? Because cost of construction has gone up. The cost of materials has gone up. Two, the cost of land has gone up. Three, um, the government has imposed so many different types of requirements on building a home that there's now $87,000 worth of government-mandated requirements in a home. So in other words, if I wanted to strip down and sell you a low-price home, and as a builder, build entry-level homes, I'm starting with land, a lot cost, and then $87,000 just poof, gone before I even start building. Which means there's no way I can put something on the ground for anything less than, you know, Give, give me a number. Make up a number. I'd be making one up. You can make one up just as easy as I can. 200000 What can you put a new house on the ground for? I, in my neighborhood here, if there, there's some new, cheap, inexpensive homes going up down the street um, a ways away. And uh, I think they're two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000. And they're just starter homes. Okay, the next thing that happened during all that time was America got fat. And as America got fat, we don't buy 600, 700 square foot homes anymore. When I first started, I had rental houses. I had 600 square foot, 700 square foot, 800 square foot, 1,000 square foot. I mean, a 1,000 square foot home was probably about the median back then. 1,500 was a huge home, easy to rent. It was like a mansion. 1,800 was a mansion. Nowadays, the average, the median size home is 26, 2,700 square feet. So... If you talk about the fact that it's more expensive per square foot to build this stuff, and then you say the demand on the marketplace is for uh, larger homes, that's a double-edged sword. Now it's more expensive per square foot to build, and you want more square feet. What happens to the entry-level homes? They're gone. So the builders, they can't build them because they can't get the prices down low enough, so they can't make a profit, so they won't build them. So they can't be built, they won't be built, the builders don't want to build them, the government doesn't want them built. And what do you have? You have scarcity. 
And my friends, the scarcity is all the real estate that Lifestyles members have owned for the last 30 years. I can't even imagine how many single family homes. We've got 40,000 plus customers, that's members here at Lifestyles, that buy anywhere from one to, I've got people that own 100 houses. So it's thousands, tens of thousands of houses and that are in, held in our portfolios of these different people. And what does that mean to the average entry-level buyer out there? They can't get to them. They cannot get to these homes because they are tied up by investors. We won't let them go. Are you out of your mind? You can't replace them. If you can't replace them, we have the cheapest places to live on this continent, on in America, and we own them. Somebody needs a place to live. Where are they going to live? They can't afford to buy. They're going to rent. Now, you throw on top of that a, another bag of marbles. 2008, everybody lost their butt in real estate. So nobody wants to own it anymore. Now, throw in another bag of marbles. You've got people that want to live on the go. The younger people, they don't want to be tied down to anything. They don't want to own real estate. They want to be able to get up and move, live in this apartment for a year, that apartment for a year, change what sides of the city they live in, change what cities they live in. They want to be flexible. And so they don't want to own anything, which is just that much more of a reason for us to own it because they got to rent from us. Now, all of that on their side looks good. They, they're getting the benefit of being able to have the flexibility, don't have to take care of maintenance and repairs. They, they, it's just a so much easier lifestyle to live in an apartment complex than it is to own your own home. There's no pride of ownership anymore. Nobody has that kind of pride. That's nothing. We're all, you know, we're raising a group of socialists underneath of us. They want to live in communes. No, my friends, what's going on here is that the younger generation is removing itself from the asset pro procurement model. They no longer are accumulating assets. They no longer want to own part of this country. They want to rent. And my friends, those of us that own it are very happy to rent it, to make a large amount of money. And when we come back from break, something even more important. Accumulate the wealth that goes with owning the assets. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're talking about having a short-term windfall, gigantic, best transaction you've done in a long time, excitement and joy in your life, and at the very same time, having the joy and the excitement of knowing that you made the best long-term investments you possibly could. And uh, when we went to break, we we're talking about the fact that this generation today, nowadays, people have stopped buying homes. They can't afford to buy them. Entry-level homes are too expensive. Um, but what they're doing to themselves, they don't realize, is that they are no longer building any equity in their life. Um, you know, in the old days, your parents bought a home. You 
us age, bought a home. And uh, so you paid on the mortgage for it for, you know, 15, 30 years or whatever, and it was paid off. Even if you knew nothing about business, nothing about finances, nothing about savings, if you just bought a home and paid for it, the appreciation of 4% a year for 30 years of, you know, working and saving, uh, say from 20 to 60 is 40 years, you know, 4% a year for 40 years, four times four is, you know, 160% increase in value. The mortgage payment is paid off, and now you have this home you maybe bought for 100000 that's worth, you know, I remember my dad, and this is small numbers because way back when, my dad bought a house for ten grand. by the time I got out of high school, it was worth $100,000. Um, 2008, the median price here was 152000 Ten years later, in 2018, it was uh, 240000 so you, you're looking at a situation that uh, over a 40 year span, the house could go up two, three, four hundred thousand dollars in value. Some people out in California where they have really fast appreciation, it's gone up millions. And at least they've got those millions, those hundreds of thousands of equity. And these guys today, they're not going to have that. Who's going to own all that equity for all that real estate they've been paying to live in? We, the investors, are. So we get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. And, you know, you got these Democrats out there and they're talking about all this socialism and all this stuff. But the reality is, is that what they're really saying is that we want to take money away from you because you do the right things. You live without, you invest, you make all the right decisions, and we just go fly around and do whatever we want to do and spend money and act wacko. And then all of a sudden we get old and we have no money and we have nothing to take care of us. We want you to take care of us. Great idea. You know, great idea, except that I think that there's going to be some pushback on that idea somewhere along the line. Somewhere you're all going to wake up. And by the way, this is another part of the whole story I was reading. Um, if you ever read anything from Ayn Rand, if you're any kind of conservative at all in your life, if you're any kind at all, you have to have read one or two of Ayn Rand's books, um, whether it be Fountainhead or whether it be um, Atlas Shrugged. Both of them talk about she goes into what the world will turn into as we go into the dark ages of socialism. And she she nailed it, exactly what happens when you do that. And I was reading one of the books, uh, Fountainhead, I think it was the other day. Uh, my kids had given it to me as a comic book, believe it or not. And I thought, oh, man, come on. How could you take something that great and turn it into a comic book? Then I realized it only takes four or five or six or seven statements to get across what's really wrong with the fact that everybody's the same. Everybody is poor. Everybody except the two or three or four elite people at the top who tell you who's important. So they want the elitists. There are those democratic rich elitists that want to tell the rest of us what to do, but tell us we can't have the things we want. And those people have everything and they dictate that we're all supposed to believe what's best for everybody is better. It's better that the it's better for the whole to be great than for any one of us to be great. Well, the problem is when you spread it all out to the whole, there's nothing left for anybody. And so what's happening here is that these people are not taking care of their futures because they're believing it's all going to get taken care of for them. Now, if you've read Ayn Rand's books, you understand what happens. In every situation, the educated and not college educated, but the productive people of our society 
will just step away and let the unproductive people's society collapse around them. Third world country type stuff, you'd, it's gone. You're all poor. Nothing works because there's no smart people who will fix it because you don't get paid to do it. There's no doctors anymore because they don't get paid. There's no insurance because nobody gets paid. There's nothing. You just If you take everything every rich guy in this country owns and spread it out to everybody else all over the country, what do you tax next year? There's nothing left. There's nothing. So this, this ignorance is what's killing these people, and they're not out there accumulating wealth even at the smallest middle-class level of owning your own single-family home. But again, we can only preach and teach, but we cannot make them do what they don't want to do. So what are we going to do? We're going to take care of our families. We're going to go out there and buy more. I'm going to buy more. You say, you know, but Dell, is it ever too late? And that's the next part I wanted to get to here. Let me get through a couple of these pages here. Just get them off, get them out in front of me here. Um, first of all, let me just read what this interesting stuff about multifamily. Uh, 2020 multifamily's position for continued favorable performance in the 2020, but new supplies will be coming in to help curb demand. Goes on and says it's really no secret that multifamily sector is booming. Consider the overall vacancy rate for rental housing in the United States fell to 6.4% in the fourth quarter of 2019. This represents the lowest vacancy rate since the second quarter of 1985, according to the Census Bureau. Several factors are driving this significant growth in multifamily. First, an abundance of both equity and debt capital will continue to drive multifamily development. In other words, it's easy as heck to get money and cheap as can be. The U.S. is still seen as a safe haven, so most capital contributes most capital continues to pour into our investors abroad. Many domestic investors see multifamily as the asset class best positioned to weather any potential downturn uh, and are overweighting their allocations into multifamily as a result. Boom, 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 boom. What more can you say? This is the 10th year, yada, yada, yada. It just gets better and better. It's great, it's great, it's been great, stays great. Who cares? I'd really like to see a recession. I'd like to see the prices, everything get fallen half, and I go buy about 10 times more than what I have. That would be great. Let's move on. Here's an email I got from a guy. And the, the next point I want to make is age. This one always befuddles me, right? And it's befuddling me even more today. Um, the reason it befuddles me more today is because I'm getting older. For those of you that know me for 30 years, you understand that when I was a kid, I told myself I was going to die by age 65 because all the males in my family died by age 65. So I made it a mandate in my life that I would accomplish everything that one needs to accomplish by age 65. So I did. I won every physical fitness award that I wanted to win. I married the woman of my dreams. I started businesses. I made millions. I've done it all. Then you get there to 65 and you go, okay, pff, what do you do now? Well, you know, some idiots just go ahead and say, well, it's over. I'm just going to go ahead and die, right? No. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. All of a sudden, you're going like, hmm, before I wanted to be the youngest guy that ever made a million. Uh, you know, I want to be the youngest guy to ever win, you know, the best built guy in the state. Now, all of a sudden, I want to be the oldest guy that's ever made a million. I want to be the oldest guy that ever did seminars. I want to be the oldest guy that ever won bodybuilding contests. You know, it's a weird deal. It's like, okay, now I'm on borrowed time. Now I've lived the other half of my life. My whole life I lived to age 65, you know, but I'm, never, I'm not 65 yet. I'm 63, but I've been living up to that date. And now it's like, gosh, 
I only realized I had half of a life by then. I have a whole other half of life out there I got to go use up now. And so I'm renewed enthusiasm for setting old guy, old guy records. Can you imagine that? Old guy records. What is the most an old guy has done? How rich can you get if you keep making money into your 60s and into your 70s? Most people have quit earning by then. But what if you keep earning? What if you earn even more? What if you earn faster? What if you grow exponentially? Hmm. So I get an email from a guy. And uh, nice guy. I'm not going to give out his name because I didn't get his permission to give it out. So I will use his story, though. Here it is. It says, hi, Dell. I'm 78 years old with $2 million. Too old to venture into real estate? Hmm? That's a question. A new area of life? And, you know, I didn't know what to tell the guy, you know, because in the past I've been all kind of wrinkle-faced about it, which means, <clears throat> you know, the prune face you get when you don't want to make a bad suggestion to somebody, and you're thinking, you know, maybe 78, maybe you should just take your $2 million and divide it by the number of years you think you're going to live, and, you know, if you're going to live another 10 years and you can live off, uh, you know, 200000 a year or whatever. And then I thought about it when I got this stupid thing in the, from my CPA. Maybe not. Maybe you should get rich. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. You've heard about people owning or investing in apartments and replacing their income, living the lifestyle they want. Wonder how they did it? Now you can come see for yourself. Go to MultifamilyMastersTour.com. Join Del Wamsley, America's most successful investor educator, Friday, February 28th, for the largest apartment bus tour of its kind. Ride and learn how to close the gap on your retirement with apartments. What a profitable property looks like in person and on paper. Learn which path is right for you. Lead, passive, or independent owner. Take part in an open Q&A. Seating is limited. Go to MultifamilyMastersTour.com. The largest wealth and passive income expo in the country is happening February 27th, 28th, and 29th. Join thousands of top investors and expert educators. This is not a pitch fest. No slick salespeople. All sessions are educational and taught by successful investors and experts. Topics like single-family rentals, buying apartment communities, becoming a passive investor, raising capital retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, 1031 exchange, and finding, fixing, and funding your investments and more. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Use promo code EXPO50 and get in for just $47. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back. Okay, let's recap what we've talked about today and get this thing over here. The uh, first thing we talked about was the fact that you can't have this grand slam, super bango uh, transaction that makes life completely better. You know, you can't get rich slow is the theory I live by. And one big, giant, great transaction can make a difference in your life completely make a difference in your life. Um, there can be multiples of those. I've had many, many hit it out of the park transactions in my life, but they don't come every day. I mean, they may come once every two years. I don't, you know, if you would have put an average on it, I'd, I would give it something like once every two years, you get that feeling that, man, I just knocked that one out of the park. But how many of those does it take? It really doesn't take many. Every time I did one, my life changed. I felt richer. The world changed. <clears throat> so it, it, it really isn't, you know, like it, it doesn't happen. It happens on a regular basis. You, just, you don't feel it because each time it happens, it changes your life so much. It just, boom, it's over. Secondly, though, we talked about what about making the right decision over and over again? What about making the right long-term decisions? If you've made the wrong long-term decisions, you're sitting here right now, 
you don't have any money. You have a small amount of money. You have a medium amount of money, but not enough to do what you want to do, not enough to retire, not enough to live the way you want to live. Yes, you've made the wrong long-term decisions. So we're asking ourselves, and we're sitting here in the third part of this discussion now, is, my God, is it just too late for people that made the wrong long-term decisions? Or even like the gentleman I brought up in the last segment, here he is, 78 years old. He's made good decisions. He's got two million bucks. He's 78. He's really over the top. I mean, that's like I said, I could tell the guy, hey, you know, between you and me, let's go get a beer. You're there. You could, you could live off that money for the rest of your life if you're only going to live another 10, 20 years. And maybe that's all he's going to live. Maybe, you know, he might live to be 150, but I doubt it. So the reality is, is but the real question comes down to, is that life? You know, I'm rule one, don't lose money. So when I talk to somebody 78 years old, my rule is, hey, I don't want you to do something that's going to mess with your financial security. So I have no problem with them saying, hey, I just, I'm going to stick the stuff in some bonds. I'm going to stick the stuff in some CDs and I'm going to live off the interest and I'll live frugally and I'll be safe. Okay, you can do that. But then I thought about it. That's not what I'm doing. Right. And I got, I got money invested in real estate. I'm making money. I'm still making money. Of course, he's quite a bit older than I am, and, you know, hats off to him. I hope I live to that age, because at that age, I'm going to be wanting to be the best-built man in the country at 78 years of age, right? And I want to be the richest guy that I know at 78 years of age. I mean, you just, why? Because you can. Because what's the difference if you don't? What do you have in life? I mean, you got to be doing something, right? And I don't mean working. Don't, whoa. I'm not talking about working. I'm talking about investing. I'm talking about your money working for you. All the time is funny though, because uh, we're t- we're turning around this new property right now, and so for about a four to six week period of time, my wife has to go hire new staff. She's a she's operations supervisor, VP of operations. So she'll hire new staff because we had got rid of all the old staff with the property management company. They're taking their staff. We're putting ours in. She's already hired her staff. It's only been a week or two, and she's got that done, finishing it up today. Um, Myself and the CFO were redoing the accounting, moving the accounting from their software program to our software program. So, you know, we're putting some time in there, right? Um, we take it over. We change the rules. We change the marketing. We do what we got to do. And within a month or two, we're done. The thing runs itself. We have a staff. Staff will take care of everything. Staff doesn't take care of everything. We'll train. And if the staff after training doesn't take care of everything, then we'll rehire somebody else that will do it with training. That's it. We're not going over there every day. I mean, it's like uh, an hour, hour a week, two hours a week, you know, whatever. But the funny part is now, and the laugh is that I'm uh, going to the gym every day and working out, and my wife is going to the apartment complex because she's the operations person. And so she, for you know about four weeks, she goes in now. She's already got it down to where the last two days she hasn't hasn't gone in. I think I think she's going today because you've got to start a new manager today. Um, so she'll show up there and you know do her thing for a couple hours. But I want you to understand: once all that's done, it's done, right? It's done. We're not working. Now we're working on a business to set it up, but we're not working in the business. We don't get them to go to work every day. It's not what we do. And I want you to understand that. Now, I had another lady here that's 59 years old, sent me you know, a similar kind of email, spent some time with her. And I'm going to just read some of it here for you. She says, thank you, read about the program, and I've read a few of the blogs and other things. 
And some of the people say it's a waste of time. I don't think that's a waste of time at all. Knowledge is never a waste of time. And take class. I'll take classes anytime, even though I'm 59 years old. So thank you very much. I think maybe I could get an equity line of credit for myself and get started as soon as possible. Uh, what I do right now for a living is I work for the government. I manage and analyze. I do management analysis, so I think that kind of information and ability to make decisions would be helpful in what I do in the future. And I'm looking forward to getting started in this. I love the phrase, I'm not afraid. Maybe it's the best phrase we can say other than I have everything I need. Maybe they are the same. Sylvia Bornstein is the author of that quote. And uh, this lady is excited about getting started. 59 years old, doing something she's never done before, has no idea how to make it happen, but realizes that at 59 years of age, there's still a lot of time to get out there and make something happen in your life. I want to end with this quote. I hope I can get it in before the end of the show. So I just wanted to give you a shout out to your incredible team. The presentation by Mark Dotsauer Wednesday night was not only entertaining, but incredibly informative. Then today, your folks in Dallas knocked it out of the park. It was an acquisition tour where they decided to do something new in-house. And Alex and the panel members brought on incredible perspective of what goes on in an apartment deal. These last few days feel like I went through graduate school program. I've been educated in real estate and economics more in just the last few days than I have in my first 51 years on this earth. I'm elated that I took the leap into becoming a preferred member in just two months. I've networked with extremely smart leads and got myself into three great deals and I have learned a ton. I know you already know how great your team is, but sometimes it's just good to hear it. Sadly, that doesn't always happen. Therefore, I want to reassure you that your team is doing one incredible job. My friends, I know my team is doing an incredible job and that's no brag, that's a fact because people's lives are changing. Your lives, and you need to be one of them. You need to get in here. I want you to do me one favor. I want you to go to our website, and uh, let me see where it's at here real quick. Oh, we got to go. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. And put in the promo code EXPO50. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught. So you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Access past your podcasts and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. A radio dot-